Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, since it's October and we've already uh, tackled some of the genres of horror, let's talk about one in specific. So what is psychological horror and how would you use that in your campaign? Yeah, so just a brief definition. Psychological horror basically creates discomfort or dread by exposing common or universal psychological or emotional vulnerabilities and fears or tropes, and that reveal the darker parts of the human psyche that many people try to repress or deny. So kind of the idea here is to create um, suspicion, distrust, self-doubt, paranoia of other people, of yourself, and of the entire world. Okay. And so a lot of horror that you watch on in movies, if it's not a um, bloodbath, it's typically falls into the psychological horror genre. Mm -hmm. So how I would use it in a game, several ways, actually. You can start doing it in terms of a player versus player, where maybe you have all your players roll a will. And the player that fails the will or maybe even succeeds the will, however you want to work it, starts to see disturbing dreams, disturbing imagery that then leads them as a hook to an adventure. Mm -hmm. You could also do it where um, you actually have an entire maybe adventure that as time goes on, like maybe every 10 rounds, every whatever minutes, everyone has to roll a uh, will save. And as they start to fail it, you could start bringing in um, things that the entire area around them is causing them to see things that aren't there or act in ways that they're not normally acting and That's create this paranoia. It's yeah. kind of like Call of Cthulhu where you're slowly going mad, but instead of... Right. Instead of the whole world being that way, I would make it like this dungeon that they're in has this other side effect that the very air they're breathing is causing mm -hmm. problems, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so, cause really at the end of the day, you really kind of want them doubting their own perceptions of reality and questioning their own sanity. Now that's the fun part about doing this in like a, a D and D type of game or any other kind of role-playing game because that's outside of the call of Cthulhu realm, because most of the time the players feel like they're gods mm -hmm. and this strips them of that because you can start to show them that stuff doesn't actually, you know, is it real? Is it not real? how much of it's real, um, and you can start even creating monsters that don't exist. Yeah. Um, that one player's seen and reacting against. You could take it so far um, that these things, you could cause fear. And remember, certain races might have bonuses against fear effects, so they would have bonuses against whatever you're doing here. But you could really have this interesting thing where um, it's like a cave of hallucinations and the more and more they go into it, the worse and worse it gets because it's this cumulative effect. Um, and illusionary magic at that point would be your, your go-to. And you could just chalk it up to the fact that like, maybe there's a, a mad wizard who used to live in this dungeon, but no longer lives there has died centuries ago. But now there are spells that they've worked into the, into literally the, the surrounding are starting to bleed. Yeah. They bleed in and, and, um, you know, you want to get his treasure, but as you try to get his treasure, it it's not just the things that live in the dungeon. Maybe there's nothing living in the dungeon, per se. Maybe it's all in your head. Yeah. I mean, um, 
So suspicion's another way to go. So suspicion, one easy way to do it is with some sort of doppelganger-like monster, a monster that can shapeshift into one of the players. And you could do a, um, you know, a closed loop, which is where the players are stuck in an area for a while, for whatever reason. Um, you know, if you watch old, like, 80s and 90s television programs, it's like the weather or a washed-out bridge sticks you someplace. Yeah. If your players are not, they don't have, like, the teleport spell or anything like that, then you can more easily subdue them by natural forces. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you got to resort to some stupid anti-magic field, or um, you could do it with a time-based... Maybe I've mentioned this before, I can't remember, but you can use a time-based scenario where if they don't do something by a certain time, then something bad happens. So uh, you could start with a kidnapping, and there's a ransom note, and there's a thing, if you don't do X by X time, then I'm going to kill the girl. And mm-hmm. so it prevents the players from just, unless they don't care about the girl getting killed or the guy getting killed or whatever it is, they don't have the ability just to teleport out of the scenario. They got to keep working through it. Yeah. Um, and again, it's easier to do this with uh, medium to low level characters because they don't have access to the high enough level spells to be able to just kind of dig their way out. Yeah. Once will it, once a wizard gets teleported, it's really hard to trap people. Yeah, and that's honestly, I'll be I'll be really honest. I I kind of get bored when you finally get the higher level spells. Um, because at that point it's just about now everyone just wants to roll like a coffee can full of dice and call it a day. The lower level to medium yep. level adventures are a lot more fun to tell because they're, um, I guess more closely human than maybe the gods that they are at like, you know, a 15th or mm-hmm. a higher level. So, um, there's another thing you can do, uh, with distrust. You can start, um, you can instead of having the players distrust each other, which is one way to go. Although only used, I would only use that if my gaming group was healthy, meaning that they're not infighting already. I would never sow distrust into a group that's already having dis- actual trust issues. Mm-hmm. But one of the things you do with distrust is you could create kind of like a um, like a clue the board game scenario or a clue the movie scenario where. Uh, the players are thrust into a situation and there are maybe another adventuring party there as well, thrust in the same thing. That way they have the same kind of, um, I guess, powers, same sort of... Yeah. You know, you're not dealing with like third-level commoners. You're dealing with like another eighth-level wizard and another eighth-level yeah. fighter. And you're the DM, right? The g- game master would be playing all of those players. But you could use a thing of distrust and self-doubt where they're all blaming each other for things that are happening. So... Maybe people are getting picked off one by one. And in that process, it's like your players are now accused of murder, mm-hmm. but they can turn around and accuse an equally high level person of the same. Uh, yeah, similar to the same class, right? Same yeah. function. And you could also do something kind of like a town over Innsmouth, where the whole entire town's kind of weary and distrustful of them. Correct. You could have a town like that xenophobic, right? Hates outside adventurers, and as such, maybe there's things going on where the entire town is against the players, but it takes a while for that to be unfolded, where you can kind of trickle that information out a little bit at a time mm-hmm. and have your guys be attacked um, when they're by themselves. It's not like nothing like they can't stop, nothing they can't deal with, but you keep getting attacked over and over and over again. 
and you don't have the ability to quote unquote truly rest for that eight hours, you have this horrific situation where you have this, okay, if we're here for a day and a half, we can't rest, we can't sleep, we can't recharge our spells Mm -hmm. for the most part. You can't resupply. Right. Um, You then track when your divine characters actually have to do their, their meditation in order to get their spells back. And you as the game master are just incredibly cruel and you make sure that that time period is in a fight. And there's no way that they actually could have sat and meditated for the prerequisite time in order to get their spells back. So now that day and a half, they only have one day's worth of spells Mm -hmm. for the next two days, right? So it's like you could keep doing things where you disrupt. So the, the whole point of this genre is to take the normal and disrupt it, turn it on its head just in a really fully, but it's not fully revealed it's on its head. It's just slowly off and things are Mm -hmm. happening that, you know, and you can do it. And we just covered, I don't know what, four or five different ways you could play it out. So that is how I would run psychological horror in any of my games. And I do quite a bit. Yes, you do. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to skullrpg.com.